Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello and welcome back to the Lilypad Network. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you. Today, we are just going to hop right into it. Um, no pun intended. And whenever I say hop, I always think of a lily pad and a frog hopping onto it. Anyways, we are going to get into it. And we're talking about this idea of how to stay focused when you get bored on your goals. And this idea of the Goldilocks zone. So I was reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I enjoyed the book. There was parts that were harder to get through than others, like just kind of like a slow read, but I really enjoyed the book overall. And in his book, he talks about the Goldilocks rule. So there's kind of this line right on the border of boredom and too challenging. So if you're thinking of like a work task or a habit, there, there's just like those boring habits, right? Like brushing your teeth boring. But there's harder habits that are going to be like weightlifting every day, running 10 miles every day. Like those are challenging. And there's a fine line because if you're bored, you have no motivation. But if it's too hard for you to do, you also have no motivation and you're going to fail. So there's, he calls it the Goldilocks zone. And I really kind of think of it as like the edge, right where you're at the edge. And this is one of the things I love about my nine to five job is that I'm constantly on the edge. And it's honestly what keeps me sticking around my nine to five because I'm constantly at this edge. I'm right at the point where I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. I know enough to get my work done and to answer my questions that I might have or like how to solve a problem, but I don't know so much that I'm bored that I'm constantly being challenged working on new things and it keeps me interested and motivated in showing up to work, pushing through those hard days. And of course, if we're talking about a career, there's going to be days where you're just bored and there's going to be days that you are just simply way too challenged and are going to fail. But it's about finding this sweet spot and not living in this Goldilocks zone or this edge and continuing to pursue the edge because it can be so easy to get too comfortable in the boredom zone. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. How to stay focused when you get bored working on your goals, because it's going to happen, right? If your goal, which we all know, one of my goals was to brush my teeth every day because I did not love brushing my teeth. I got bored, right? Like that's going to happen. You're going to get bored. It's not going to be fun. And you have to continue to show up and to continue to do it. So before I like jump in even more, I wanted to read you this quick passage from Atomic Habits by James Clear because I think it just like sums it up greatly and kind of sets the stage for what we're going to chat about. So right before this, James had talked about how he was in baseball and his career ended and he was looking for a new sport to join. So he joined a weightlifting team 
and an elite coach visited their gym. And so this starts out with a conversation he had with the elite coach. So I'm starting now reading this passage to you. Um, Again, this is by James Clear, Atomic Habits. So he starts off, what's the difference between the best athletes and everyone else? I asked, what do the really successful people do that most people don't? He mentioned, and this is the coach, he mentioned the factors you might expect, genetics, luck, talent. But then he said something that I wasn't expecting. At some point, it comes down to who can handle the boredom of training every day, doing the same lifts over and over and over. His answer surprised me because it's a different way of thinking about worth ethic. People talk about getting amped up to work on their goals, whether it's business or sports or art. You hear people say things like, it all comes down to passion, or you have to really want it. As a result, many of us get depressed when we lose focus or motivation because we think that successful people have some bottomless reserve of passion. But this coach was saying that really successful people feel the same lack of motivation as everyone else. The difference is they still find a way to show up despite the feeling of boredom. Mastery requires practice, but the more you practice something, the more boring and routine it becomes. Once the beginner gains have been made and we learn what to expect, our interest starts to fade. Sometimes it becomes even faster than that. All you have to do is hit the gym a few days in a row or publish a couple of blog posts on time and letting one day slip doesn't feel like much. Things are going well. It's easy to rationalize taking a day off because you're in a good place. The greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. We get bored with habits because they stop delighting us. The outcome becomes expected. And as our habits become ordinary, we start derailing our progress to seek novelty. Perhaps this is why we get caught up in the never-ending cycle, jumping from one workout to the next, one diet to the next, one business idea to the next. As soon as we experience the slightest dip in motivation, we begin seeking a new strategy, even if the old one was still working. As Machiavelli noted, men desire novelty to such an extent that those who are doing well wish for change as much as those who are doing badly. Pretty much, this is why many of the most habit-forming products are those that provide continuous forms of novelty. Video games provide visual novelty. Porn provides sexual novelty. Junk foods provide culinary novelty. Each of these experiences offer continual elements of surprise. In psychology, this is known as variable reward. Slot machines are the most common real-world example. A gambler hits the jackpot every now and then, but not at a predictable interval. The pace of reward varies. The variance leads to the greatest spike of dopamine, enhances memory recall, and enhances habit formation. Variable rewards won't create a craving. That is, you can't take a reward people are uninterested in give it to them at variable intervals and help that it will change their mind. But they are a powerful way to amplify the cravings we already experience because they reduce boredom. The sweet spot of desire occurs at the 50-50 split between success and failure. Half the time you'll get what you want, half the time you don't. You need just enough winning to experience satisfaction and just enough wanting to experience desire. This is one of the benefits of following the Goldilocks rule. 
you're already interested in a habit, working on challenges of just manageable difficulty is a good way to keep things interesting. Of course, not all habits are variable reward components, as you wouldn't want them to be. If Google only delivered a useful search result some of the time, I would switch competitors pretty quickly. If Uber only picked up half my trips, I doubt I would ever I, I doubt I would be using that service much longer. And if I floss my teeth each night and only sometimes ended up with a clean mouth, I think I'd skip it. If variable rewards are not, no habit will stay interesting forever. At some point, everyone faces the same challenges on the journey of self-improvement. You have to fall in love with boredom. We all have goals that we would like to achieve and dreams that we would like to fulfill, but it doesn't matter what you're trying to become better at if you only do the work when it is convenient or exciting, then you'll never be consistent enough to achieve remarkable results. I can guarantee that if you manage to start a habit and keep sticking to it, there will be days when you feel like quitting. When you start a business, there will be days when you don't feel like showing up. When you're at the gym, there will be sets you don't feel like finishing. When it's time to write, there'll be days you don't feel like trying. But stepping up when it's annoying or painful or draining to do so, that's what makes the difference between a professional and an amateur. Professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. Professionals know what is important to them and work toward it with purpose. Amateurs get pulled off course by the urgencies of life. Mic drop. I know that that was kind of a longer passage, but it just like sums it up so well to kind of set this stage. So to recap a little bit, we have to fall in love with the process of being bored and we have to seek out opportunities that push us to this edge of failure, to the Goldilocks zone as James Clear calls it. And for me personally, I think while I'm able to stick with some of those boring habits like brushing my teeth or, I mean, I love reading every day, but while I'm able to stick with some of those, quote, boring habits, reading, journaling, going for a walk every day, like those type of things is because I have so much variability and edge at work. So my mind is being pushed to the edge at work. So when I'm at home, I can be okay with the boredom. And maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe work is really boring. You just go in, clock in, do the same thing every day, clock out. How can you seek the edge in your outside life? Maybe it's starting an Etsy business. And you might be thinking, whoa, Savannah, how does starting an Etsy business give me that edge? Well, girlfriend, do you know how to set up the shop on Etsy? Do you know how to form an LLC if that's what you need? Do you know how to list products? Do you know how to effectively market yourself? There are so many things that you need to learn that you totally are capable of learning, but they're not comfortable, right? It's not comfortable for me well, it wasn't the first day to show up on the podcast mic and be like, all right, let's go. Was it comfortable for me to do it on day 30? It's still, what is this? Episode 53? It's still not comfy. 54? I don't even know. Somewhere in the 54. It's not easy, but it's just the edge of boredom and too hard. Because I have to come up with content each day to, or each week to share with you. But now 
I'm a little bit more comfortable with how to press record on my computer and how to upload and edit and all of those things, that it makes the rest of it a little bit easier. But you have to push through the boredom. You have to push through the uncomfortable learning zone because maybe, maybe you start too hard. That was podcasting for me. Maybe it's your Etsy shop. Maybe it's going back to school for your grad degree. Maybe it's too hard at first. But you know, by putting in the reps every day, going to school, doing the coursework, Googling the heck out of how to start your Etsy shop, Googling the heck out of how to start your podcast, you're going to get a little bit better and you're going to come back to that edge, to that borderline right where you're about to fail and when you're too bored. Because that's what keeps you coming back. And that is what makes it okay when you're bored. Because I know. I have to do the unsexy things of brushing my teeth, brushing my hair, working out in order to be a full, complete, happy person to show up here behind the mic to give you content. Because if I don't do those boring, unsexy things, I'm going to smell, I'm going to have no teeth, and I'm going to have no content to share with you because I'm not living a freaking life. But at the same time, I need to do the hard things. I need to make the scary phone call at work to a law firm partner and have that scary, uncomfortable conversation with him so that I can show up here behind the mic and be like, all right, I can talk to strangers because I am confident. So I hope this is making sense that you have to have this balance. Think of it like the yin and the yang of the boredom and the challenge. And you really want to live in that intersection. And while I call it an edge kind of like the edge of the cliff where you're going to fall off because it's too hard. If you take a step back, it's going to be too boring. It's not just a one point or one point on a line. It's really, it's really that Goldilocks zone, right? You can, you can ebb and flow. There can be seasons of your life where you're kind of pushing the limit. You're pushing, you're pushing, you're right on that edge about to, about to fall off like you're hanging on, but you know that you can push through it. And there's going to be times that you pull back a little bit and you're like, all right, I've lived on the edge a little bit, so I'm just going to move back into what's comfortable, and I'm going to let all of this integrate and listen to my body as I do all of this. But you have to have both sides, because if you're just in the boring, you're going to get bored and you're going to quit. You're probably in that stage right now. What are we, 52 days into the year? You're probably in that zone right now with your goals if you haven't reached it already. You're like, I'm bored. I set this goal of going to the gym 300 times this year, but I'm bored. I don't want to do it. Well, you have to fall in love with the process of being bored because it comes down to who is going to put in more reps, you or the girl next to you. And I don't want you to compare yourself because she's on a different journey than you. But if she keeps showing up, day after day after day after day. No wonder she's doing better than you in the gym. No wonder she can lift more than you because you're not putting in the reps. But maybe you decide, all right, Savannah, going to the gym 300 times this year, that's not my goal. My real goal is publishing a hundred blog posts because I can give back to my community. All right, we'll put in the reps. Keep going after it because that is what counts putting in the reps, even when you're bored, but at the same time, seeking that edge to push yourself because that is how you don't get bored. You continue to push yourself at the gym. Maybe it's you try a different move or you lift a little bit heavier or you go 10 seconds longer on your plank hold or 
you just completely go outside your comfort zone. You go to that bar class or that Zumba class and you're like, I'm still at the gym. I'm still getting a workout on, but I'm going to just challenge myself. Or maybe you do the same workout for six weeks in a row. I'm not saying every day, but you do the same lifting workout six weeks in a row. Can you imagine what gains you're going to have at the end of those six weeks? Because you did the same leg workout, lower body workout six weeks in a row. You're going to look back and be like, yo, that booty's looking fine. Or you're going to look back and be like, yeah, I can stick with hard things. I got so bored of those leg lifts. Never want to do them again, at least for another month. But hey, I can stick with boring things. I can make myself proud when I stick with boring things. You can make yourself proud when you stick with those boring things. And the flip side of the coin, you can make yourself proud when you try those challenging things. And you can make yourself proud when you do that dance between boring and challenging. And you know that you're being challenged outside of work. So you can go on autopilot at work. Or you're being challenged at work. So you can go on to... I don't want to call it autopilot, but easier routines at home. You can do the dance and you can make yourself dang proud of doing the dance. That's all I have for you today. Know that I'm rooting for you every single day. I'm so proud of you. And live, flirt with the edge. That's what I want you to do this week. Let me know. Send me a DM. How are you flirting with the edge this week? What are you doing that gets yourself a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but is not too uncomfy that you're going to fail? You know, just where you have to stretch your arms out a little bit more to reach it. What is that? Send me a message over on Instagram, and I'm going to respond to every single one of them. Because one, there's only like 20 of you right now. And two, because you deserve it. And in two, three, four years, if you're listening to this podcast episode still send me a DM because I want to know how you're pushing yourself. And also just called my shot. I'm going to be around for a while. So just because there's only 20 of you does not mean that I'm not putting in my reps every day for when we grow and succeed. All right. That's all I have for you today. Have a wonderful day. Keep pushing even on this 52nd day of the year when you just want to give up on your goals. You've got this. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we are building our network of lily pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together. Until next time.